0: In today's episode, we are going to dive into the question, how to navigate fertility treatment decisions. This is one of those areas that I think we just want to know, what is the right decision? So in today's episode, we're going to dive into the meat of it. I'm going to share a little bit about my story and things that I did and did not do, what I would do differently looking back, and really giving you some tangible advice and tools and tips to put in your toolbox as you navigate these decisions with your spouse for your own journey of trying to conceive. So let's dive in. Hey friends, welcome to the Waiting Well podcast. I am your host, Courtney Dunker, and you are here because your journey to motherhood has not looked the way that you always imagined. It has held heartbreak, loneliness, and questions like, Why me, God? I'm here to remind you that you do not have to walk this road alone, and here we can wait well together. Each week, I will share faith based encouragement from my own infertility journey. Provide information from guest experts on navigating infertility and conceiving, powerful testimonies, and top tips on stewarding your health and emotional well-being through this demanding journey. So if you are ready to take back control of your life, find peace with God, join the in-between spaces and thrive in your waiting season, then meet me at the well, girl. Grab that warm chocolate chip cookie, a little bit of unicorn juice or iced coffee. We've got some intentional growth to do. Let's get it. okay, can I be honest? Sometimes I feel like when I look back at my fertility journey and even today, as I navigate the idea of wanting a second baby and when are we going to start trying and the same kind of questions I had years ago before we started trying for Highland, I honestly would have loved if the Lord worked kind of like a magic eight ball where he were just like, okay, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to shake it. And then I'm going to get a yes or a no, because I just need clarity. Like I don't want to sit around and wonder and guess at what you want me to do, Lord. I just want to get it right. You could just tell me what you want me to do. If you could just give me the answers that I would just live exactly how you want me to live. I would not have this wrestling of what to do, what not to do, and I could just move forward with confidence. In many ways, our navigating of different fertility treatments felt a lot like that tug of war of, is this the right thing to do? Should we wait? Are we not trusting the Lord? And there was just a constant war in my heart and in my mind when decisions would come up up, it was not difficult to make decisions about like tests that we could have done to see where we fall. So for example, I had the HSG test, I had a laparoscopy. I mean, I'd been through all of the things to kind of figure out if there was any specific one thing that they could pinpoint to what was going on. So that part of it was not difficult. I was like, yes, let's get an answer. If we can get an answer, I don't want to keep trying. If there is something stopping us that is fixable or that we can pinpoint. You know, kind of narrowed down. And so those decisions were not very difficult. But when it came down to us not having answers, and at this point, we were two or three years in, I think after I shared my fertility story back in episode one, I didn't finish our story. So we're going to kind of pick it up a little bit right there where we were on the cusp of treatments and next steps because it had been long enough. We were frustrated and we just wanted to get some traction going. When you start exploring your options, You start to find what can we start getting the ball rolling on and getting some traction with trying to conceive. So we were kind of going through those first preliminary steps, meeting with our specialists down in San Diego. For us, IVF was something that came up pretty quickly in our specialist appointments. And talking to a lot of women, I have found that more and more, I'm hearing doctors just going straight to IVF. Looking back, I, I honestly am thankful that my clinic was not super pushy about. IVF because IVF is a totally different animal than IUI. And I've done both. IUI was a lot more casual. It didn't feel like such a stressful or hefty, weighty decision. It was kind of just, let's try this in an unorthodox way. So it felt a little bit safer. And I think I needed to go through IUI. We did two IUI cycles. I needed to go through that to be prepared for the next step of IVF to kind of cover my basis and have peace that I did try other alternatives. Because IVF, I personally had a lot of misunderstandings and assumptions around IVF. So in my head, IVF was kind of like, if I do this, I'm going to end up with like 10 kids. And Josh and I both believe that when it comes down to life and conception, that is the start of life according to the Bible. So for us, IVF was like a big animal. It was kind of like, how are we going to navigate this with scripture? We're going to dive kind of into that today. And I'm going to give You guys, four different processes that you can go through, questions you can ask yourself to figure out what to move forward with, what to hold back on, even though scripture is not black and white on specific topics such as fertility treatments. It does give us a lot of guidance to guide our decision making. And ultimately, if you are a believer, that is the foundation of your decision making. It really needs to come down to what does scripture say, and everything that we choose to do, including creating a family. Needs to come back to that litmus test. What does scripture say for us? So, for Josh and I, we waited two or three years before IVF was even really on the table. And even once IVF got put on the table, it was when we had moved to Hawaii. If we go through these questions that I'm going to share with you guys, there's a reason why it was a no or a not right now for IVF prior and why we, we didn't pursue it for years. Because number one, I did not have peace about doing it. For some reason, I just did not have have the release from the Lord to move forward with it. So it was a no for me. And Josh was on the fence do it. I could leave it. I could take it, whatever, like he wasn't one way or the other. So we kind of were gauging off of what I was feeling. Then when we moved to Hawaii, we actually found out that Hawaii is what is called a mandate state, where if you can prove that you have fertility difficulties, um, there's various hoops and whatever that you have to jump through. Your insurance will cover a percentage of your fertility treatment. And obviously at this point, we were six years deep. We were definitely covered all of our basis. We had gone through all the steps. So we definitely fit the criteria for it. That was kind of a game changer that caused us to stop and actually think through, is IVF an option for us? Because prior to this, financially, we just didn't feel like it was being a good stewards of our money. And that is one of the questions I'm gonna share with you guys because um, being a good steward of your finances is something that scripture does talk about. And IVF is a very expensive process. So I think that's one of the questions that we go back to. Is us choosing to do this going to create debt for our family? Is it going to put us in a position that is financial hardship? Are we being good stewards of the money that God has given us if we choose to do this? For Josh and I, that was a no until we got to Hawaii and we found out that insurance could help with some of the costs. That made it a totally different decision for us because it wasn't just this huge chunk of money that was going to cost, you know, an arm and a leg, and there was no guarantee that that. that we would end up with a baby. So once we had that release, we then started moving forward with preliminary appointments. And it's so crazy. I will never forget this. But even in that moment, when we had a kind of release from the Lord to like pursue preliminary steps, God was very clear in directing our steps. It was absolutely him being a part of every inch of this and his timing going back to the decision to say yes. And this is a great example of that. We were like, oh, okay, we have the release from the Lord. So we're going to pursue IVF. We were in the preliminary steps. I had an appointment because there are no clinics on Maui. The only clinics are actually in Oahu and they fly to Maui for appointments like once a month. So I had been waiting for a while to get this appointment and it was the day that they came to Maui um, that was booked and I was ready to go. So I left the baseball camp that my husband was running and I went to the doctor, you know, get all checked in for my appointment. I arrive and they use a different doctor's office it's not their doctor's office because they're obviously just visiting for the day. So they kind of like rent out a couple of rooms in another doctor's office. So it was open and I had never been to their (laughs) clinic before. So I was like, I don't know where to check in. Like, can you guide me? And they're like, oh, that's weird. Nobody is here from that office like nobody is on island at all and I was like well I have it in my calendar that I have my appointment they literally called you know 40 hours ago to confirm my appointment so where are they (laughs) because I've been waiting for this appointment for a while and she was like it is so bizarre but they are not here this has literally never happened before but the doctors are not on the island there was some emergency for the doctor and they were not able to travel today and they rescheduled all of their appointments but I guess they forgot to to reschedule your appointment or let you know. And that was just an immediate moment of, she said this never happens, and I believed that. And I just felt immediately like there was no peace in the situation. I was just shook totally shook to my core. And I remember getting in the car and driving back to Josh. And I was like, I don't know if I'm actually disappointed because I have been praying for the Lord to direct my steps, which is also scripture, right? Many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord directs his steps. And I had been, I had made these plans, right? I had set this appointment and the Lord clearly closed that door. Even though there was a little bit of a release of like, let's pursue this opportunity. It was clearly that that time was not yet. So I went back to Josh. And I was like, I just don't feel like I have peace about rescheduling this appointment. That next night, we went to this youth event where one of our friends was speaking um, to the youth about like his His testimony and the gospel and all that. And it was like high schoolers or whatever uh, at this youth event. And I was just sitting in the back, hanging out, kind of like still mulling over everything that happened because I was so shocked that I never even got the call. And these teenage girls walk by. And I just remember the Lord so clearly spoke, protect your daughter's timing. And I was just like blown away. And I was like, that's weird. I don't have a daughter. But I was watching these girls and I just felt that coupled with my... Appointment being missed, obviously I was reading my circumstances and I just believed that, the God, that God was like, this is not your time yet. So Josh and I made the decision to fully table the IVF process until we felt at some point things would change again. And so the next, I don't know, like year passes and we buy a house, so we remodel the house, we get a dog and there's just like so many great incredible things happening. And then I started thinking about IVF again. And Josh and I went to Mexico that new year, the year that we actually did IVF. I think it was 2020. It was before everything shut down in the pandemic. Um, We were at the pool and we had this like older couple over to the right side of us. Um, So we were on vacation. We had done a mission trip and then we booked like kind of plane hopped over to our timeshare in Cancun. And there was this older couple sitting there. And um, I don't even think I've ever shared this story on social media before. But they were playing Christian music. And of course, my husband is like the friendliest person ever. He will start conversation with anybody at any time. It's awesome. He is such a spiritual gift for just relationship building. He asked them, he's like, oh, is that, you know, so-and-so music? And they were like, yeah, do you know them? And anyway, got into this big, long conversation of all four of us. Um, and it was so bizarre because this lady was like, do you guys have any kids? And normally people, like she was just like, I don't know why I felt like I needed to ask that question. It was just kind of weird. And I was like, normally when people ask me that question, or like, if we want any kids, I don't tell them my whole story if they don't know it, because it it can be a long story to kind of explain to people, well, we've been trying to conceive for X amount of years, we've done blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know if they want all of that. I don't, it's kind of like, how are you? Do you want the truth? Or do you want like, I'm good? How are you? Like, what do you want? You know, so I sometimes don't feel like I always answer truthfully when people ask me that question, at least throughout the years. But for this woman, I. Felt like, I needed to tell her the truth, so I told her the truth. While well, we've been actually trying for you know, X amount of years, um, I think at this point it was like six years. She goes, Wow, like that's so interesting! She starts telling me about her story and her history navigating conceiving, and it was a long history. Like, she had been married prior to the, the husband that was with her there, and that marriage basically ended um, as a result of kind of everything that had gone on with their conceiving journey, and she just never tried again after that i asked her the question i said so she has no kid no blood kids um, they never adopted or anything like that and i asked her like now that she's in her 60s does she regret not doing ivf cuz she did say that it was an option for her but she chose not to pursue it and i just felt like we could get vulnerable with each other so i wasn't it was kind of a bold question to ask but she was totally cool with it and i just asked her like do you have any regrets with that and it's funny because my initial thought was that she's going to tell me no because you know people usually don't regret things even if they're not the right thing it's like it gave them something it taught them something but she actually told me that she does regret it and we had this long conversation about the regrets and how it's played out in her life now that she's older and I was like wow that's just that was heavy like it was such a heavy poolside conversation over like you know guacamole and chips and my virgin pina coladas but anyway so I was just kind of Josh and I were just shocked at that conversation it was almost like a cute where we were just like, we can't ignore that God is giving us an opportunity to share something with us. Um, And so that led us to pursuing IVF again. And um, I felt like one day in my office after that trip, it was a couple months later, um, right before we started trying again. um, And the Lord just overwhelmed me with his presence. And it was just this clear peace. Like it was a a direct release. And I, I couldn't stop crying because I had felt so afraid to make the wrong decision with IVF. It felt so so heavy, like there could be a right or wrong decision. That's how I felt when I was looking at down the barrel of choosing IVF. I felt like, what if I make the wrong choice? What if he's not happy with me? What if like, this isn't the baby he wants to give us? Or I like, is IVF stepping out of, you know, his, his will for me? Or is it trying to play God? And like, I just wrestled with so many of these questions that I'm sure if you are trying to conceive or you've been through IVF or whatever, I'm sure that you've navigated those same questions. How could we not? right? Because in our heads and in scripture, it says, you know, that the two become one and that babies are made through the love of a husband and a wife and um, them coming together in intimacy. And so for us to try to think through not doing it in that way, having help, having medical intervention, it was really difficult because I didn't want to do the wrong thing. And I also didn't want to create sin intentionally. And so how did I gain peace? I want to give you guys four questions or four ways that you can use to basically act as bumpers when you are trying to navigate this decision of which treatments should we do and which treatments should we not do. The first thing that I want to say is that if you don't have peace, it is not the right decision for you at that time. It could change later, but for me, I did not have peace for years and I never pushed it. I never pushed my desire for a baby over the peace that I felt God was withholding from me. I think that's super, super important because um, it goes to my my first question and my first point is that God is our shepherd. We see that in the Psalms, God is our shepherd. And it's not just if you want a baby. Obviously, anyone who's trying to conceive can clearly answer the question, yes, I want a baby because you wouldn't be trying to conceive if you didn't want a baby. But where is God leading you? How is God leading you right now today? For me and Josh, we were overseas playing basketball I would have had to stay home away from him for months going through the IVF process. And it would be very uncertain. We wouldn't know when I would be back overseas, you know, at the time in Japan, if we moved forward with it at that point. And that was just something that we were not willing to decide. Like we felt like God was shepherding and leading us to being overseas and committing to that lifestyle together as a unit, as a family unit. If it was going to take us more time, it was going to take us more money. We just did not have that peace. And so God is your shepherd where is he leading you and it can't just be well I want a baby that's great like we I I get that because I wanted a baby for seven years but I cannot put my wants myself like my self-wants and self-desires over where God is shepherding me so I need to be in submission to God's leadership and saying okay Lord you are my shepherd I trust you leading so if the timing is not right then it's a no if I don't have peace because you're my shepherd 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 and you're going to give that peace that surpasses all understanding also biblical, then it's a no. And that was the same thing for us. Like as you guys saw, once we made the decision to pursue IVF and felt that release, there was still times where God was shepherding us and it was a no. And we had to surrender to that. We had to submit to that authority because when you follow Christ, it's not just Courtney's queen and I get to decide what I want to do and when when I do it and how I do it. Like I am a follower of Christ. I am in submission and in surrender to the Lord. He is my Lord. I am his child. He knows what's best for me. So what's it going to be? Where is he leading me? The second thing to ask yourself is what does scripture say? And scripture says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. So God's word gives us everything that we need to see clearly what is okay and what's not okay. But even just the way the man produces the sperm, that is something that can be done in a biblical manner. <laughs> so for Josh and I, that was a hard line. We were not going going to do things just because that was like the way that they tell, told people in the clinic to do things. We were going to have boundaries. It was around the conception of life. We were going to have boundaries around like the embryos and that process. If we made 10 embryos or we made one embryo, we were going to give every single embryo the chance at life because that's where we believe life has been created. So we drew hard line there. And then obviously, um, the collection of the sperm, that was also a hard line and you can ask questions. You can be someone who is an advocate for your family, Um, we were able to navigate that in a way that was honoring to the Lord. Um, So there are areas that I think we may not think about, but like we had boundaries and we weren't going to cross those boundaries as Christians. The third tip is God is a part of our decision-making. He's the one that we go to in prayer, but he's not explicit about all things. And this is one of those areas. I mentioned that before. He is not explicit about the IVF process. He's not like, yes, do it. No, don't do it. But going back, to step one and step two, God is your shepherd. So where is he leading you? What does scripture say? The fourth and final thing, and probably the most important and the hardest thing to do is to assess your stewardship. God has called us to be stewards of the things that he gives us. And that includes our time, our bodies, our money, our minds, um, our marriages, like nothing that we have is ours. It's just been given to us, entrusted to us. We are his vessel. And so it's our responsibility to steward that to the best of our abilities. Like I there's so many pieces of scripture that talks about how to steward things. So, like our money, are we actually creating the parable with the talents, right? It's like God wanted to see us steward our finances to create more for his kingdom. Same thing with our body. Our body is a temple of the Lord. So going through IVF does a number on your body. I felt like one round of IVF was sufficient. Like I couldn't, I could steward my body through that. I wasn't going to forget about stewarding my body. And I was going to be an advocate for that too. Like I was telling the doctor, I'm going to be moving my body and exercising. I'm not putting my health on the back burner for the sake of this, because if a baby is going to be a part of our life and in our journey, and even a pregnancy, the best thing to do for it is to exercise and move because it's going to create blood flow to the uterus that is the key. I truly believe that I found for us to navigate those treatment journeys. There's nothing that I regret in our own journey. I truly felt like we followed the Lord through each step of it and the timing was everything. We look back today and we think, thank you Lord for the timing of Highland because raising her in Hawaii, raising her in a church community, and then also my parents being in a position to move out to Hawaii, to be right next to us, to be in her life so powerful. Powerfully and so consistently with something we never would have had years ago. I just really believe that God's timing is everything and there, it's so much easier to see in hindsight. This is the best advice I can give if someone is asking me, how do you navigate? How do you know if IVF or IUI or whatever is right for you? This is the best advice that I can give you. The only advice that I have to offer you is always going back to scripture, always going back to relationship with the Lord. I hope this gives you something tangible to help you navigate your journey with. If it does, would you please consider taking a second and going to apple Podcasts and leaving us a review it makes such a difference for our platform and then finally down below if you are still in a position of just really wrestling with this decision making know that you have an opportunity to book a one-on-one call with me linked below in the show notes there is an opportunity to jump on a call and we can just hash out where you're at and walk through these questions on a personal level i would absolutely love to do that make sure you click below and i will chat to you soon I am so glad that you chose to meet me at the well today. If this episode inspired you, changed you, or blessed you in some way, I would love for you to do one of two things. First, head to Apple podcast at that link below and leave a review. And second screenshot this episode and share it in your stories, tagging me at sewn with strength, or text it on over to a friend that this episode might bless. These are the number one ways to thank me. I am truly so grateful to be building out this community and I cannot wait to see you on the next episode until then go get a workout done for me and I will see you right back here at the waiting well podcast.